Hello and welcome to 98.5 Push to Shout Radio. I'm your host, Brutalkapatter, with my other host. His name is Skippy. I was about to answer, but... Hard. This is actually a pretty big moment for us because he's never spoken before. So <laughs> I'm pretty excited. This is already a miracle night. And we've we got a miracle podcast in store for you. Um, we both made videos. We both made long Good videos. We have released think, videos in 2017. We did about 2016. I don't think that's that big a deal, personally, but that's because uh, I don't care about anything. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Go f off, huh? Why don't you f off straight to H, which stands for heck, by the way. Um, but yeah, we released our year end, year begin, look back, whatever videos about 2006. Oh fuck! 2016. In video 2006. Yeah. A 10 year retrospective. That'd be fun. Actually, that. No, was, that was 2007 at least. What was six then? Doom three? No, that was too early. Halo two. Twilight Princess. No, Halo two was before then. I think. Maybe I guess was the. That was like the Wii launch year, I thought, was 2000. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's maybe, or, or maybe that was a year later. I actually camped out, or not camped out, but I showed up at Target on the launch day of the Wii. My dad took me there, and uh, we stood in the That's line. cool. Yeah, it was freezing cold. This was like the, it, not the dead of winter, but it was back before um, global warming ruined the entire planet, and the cold was real. So and you got all those sweet we launch titles. Yeah, Excite Truck, which you know, kind of a piece of shit. Uh, Red Steel. R- Red Steel. A piece of shit. That game. Everyone was, was so excited about Red Steel, man. That was gonna be lied. a good game. They did. They, they lied to your face. Lied. They made a fake trailer. They yep. made a trailer that wasn't the game. Yeah, that was back when the internet outrage didn't really matter, so you could just do that. You could just make a fake trailer, yeah, and people would buy your game, and then, and then you would... If you're holding your copy of Nintendo Power, and you got your, uh, your, mailed-in, <laughs> <laughs> your mailed-in VHS tape of the latest game footage, I actually had a, a tape. I don't know where exactly it came from, but it was like half-advertising games that were coming out at the time on the Nintendo 64 and Game Boy, and then the other half was like this tour of Nintendo of America and it was framed in like this Pokemon story where this guy was like looking for I don't exactly remember what it was but he was like looking for Pokemon in the real world or um, oh, nice. get into the Nintendo store where they sold like real life Pokemon or something I don't if you could only tell him what would happen 10 years later or exactly. more like 20 years yeah, later in that case go. but he dressed up as like Mario and delivered a pizza to try to sneak in and that's where I, I think first saw the trailer for Majora's Mask. It was on a physical VHS tape mailed to my house. And I, that's where I watched Majora's Mask, the first footage I ever saw of it. I don't know, like, it's not feasible to do that on a mass scale. So, I don't know. I'd be interested in finding out where that actually came from. Anyway. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like discs were sent out with magazines and stuff all the time. But VHS tapes... Oh, VHS tape. I, tape. I didn't realize you said yeah. it was a tape. Yeah. It was not a tape. Yeah, that's, that's weird. I've never seen that before. I don't think it was... You can't exactly slip one of those into a magazine, you know? Exactly. And this is the post-Unabomber world where, you know... <laughs> yeah. Wah, 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 boing, oing. So... Yeah. 
Just yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Bushy Show Radio. Yeesh! <laughs> ah. These Unabombers, man! Ew. Okay. Um, Alright. <laughs> Let's get to video games. Modern video games. What have you been up to? Well... You want to talk about your video? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I didn't wind up using only footage I recorded, just because that became not feasible. And, That's uh, tough. It, it's, it's real tough. tough. But also, there were some games I just didn't want to play again. Like, I did not want to launch up Telltale Batman that records from footage of chapter fucking one, where you have to you have to start from the beginning and record it chronologically. It's not like a game where you can kind of load up a level, go to a part you want to record. That's why Dishonored 2 was almost entirely my footage, is because I had saves everywhere, and I could load it up and go somewhere and just do a thing and get that on camera, like when I was trying to show how you can go back into the past and then run around. So, yeah, Doom and Dishonored I recorded a lot of, and uh, Fury also. But, uh, yeah, I wound up playing a lot of Dishonored and Doom to get footage for it, and um, my Dishonored replay through, that was basically just me recording the entire game. So that was cool. I got to play Dishonored again. And yeah, that's definitely my game of the year. It's my favorite game of all last year. Yeah, you were really, really positive in it about, about, your, about it in your video, yeah. And that game, as we talked about several times now, it, I really didn't like it at first. But turn me around yeah. completely. It's just on every level a professional piece of, piece of meat. It's a real substantial game. And the level design is some of the best you'll ever see. So... Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I recorded like very, very, very few things. The only thing that I knew that I would have to record was um, I had to go into Deus Ex Human Revolution to get an image of the uh, the bench that says naturals only <laughs> to, to drive the point home of it being so on the nose about its racism. But, um, but other than that, like I was going to get some VR footage and I actually recorded a bunch of VR footage it's really hard to get good high quality of uh of what of which one rec room rec center yeah rec room was mine Uh, rec room was oh and sorry i I, the it's this is a laggier podcast than usual because my internet sucks but it should get fixed pretty soon um yeah rec room i did record and i actually used that footage and i i recorded like 10 seconds of usable google earth footage but the cpu is under so much load i think it's the cpu that's the issue um, that the that when I tried to record and you can't record the game screen like with shadow play or anything because it doesn't recognize it as a game when you're in VR for whatever reason. Oh. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. It's just really, really inconsistent. So it's really hard to record. The, like X two six four. Like yeah. Well, well, when it when it did so so when it did recognize something as a game, it would try to. I guess because the resolution was so weird or something that when I tried to import it into Sony Vegas, it was just totally unusable um like it, it was a it, it was corrupted footage i don't know why but uh and then um so i ended up actually just having to to record my monitor the same way i have to stream vr video games uh which is just like put it as large as you can on the monitor and record the when you're doing sorry to interrupt you but when you're doing a vr game what actually shows up on your monitor I well, it, it usually opens up in a in a window, a bordered window. So you've still got your taskbar and everything, and then you've got the bar at the top. And what I did for recording my footage was I just this is probably really boring to people who don't give a shit, but but I, I hid my taskbar at the bottom, enlarged the window as much as I could, 
the bar was still at the top, but I figured, well, I could either get rid of it in post or just leave it. Um, and I ended up just leaving it. But uh, it, so, so that's like, you know, whatever, however many pixels like that tiny little bar is, everything else is almost full screen. But the problem is that you're recording your screen, which doesn't record super well. Uh, it, it like OBS, I was using OBS to record just because it was easiest. And it was not keeping up when I was in VR. And I think it was because the computer was under so much load that it was like the game was running okay. But then I looked at the footage and it was like really jerk. It looked like I was lagging in the game, even though I wasn't. Oh, yeah. um, and that's and really so, a way to show people what it's like to try to. Yeah, and so I had to I had to pick out little bits that were un that that were unaffected basically, and they still weren't great. They were low quality and and low frame rate. But like, I hate to just steal footage, and I also hate to just use trailer footage for the most part. Like if it's something yeah, that I that... specifically want to show, you know. Definitely. Um, and that kind of made me laugh when because uh, I, I held off on watching your video until I was done with mine. Um. Just because, you know, I didn't want to say exactly the same things. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I do the same I thing. I don't watch anyone else's. Dark Souls 3 bit was exactly the same footage, like the world yeah. spinning around and the uh, weapon. Even arc. worse, though, if you compare, so if you watch Boone, I, I, he's, on, he's on Twitter, he's an ABF guy. He, he, made a, he made a video in review, and if you watch his and you watch mine, we used so much of the same, I mean, it is ridiculous, it looks planned. Even the part where I, I recorded the fucking fireworks show in Tokyo, it was like we chose the same exact fireworks show. That's it was what I was fucked up. Trying to avoid with the recording my own. Footage. Yeah, but and that's I'm why not... I don't. That's why I don't yeah. watch other people's too. Is because like I know I would obsess over making it different when I really shouldn't. I should just make whatever I want. And uh, it's just funny how similar they ended up being. And and we even said a lot of the same shit. Like we compared Doom to Half Life, which is like okay, it makes sense kind of, but it's a little bit of a weird comparison to make. And and especially like in a really short. Yeah, well, I don't know. It, it, this is just a more go ahead. like audience observation, but um, my audience is so much more cynical than yours. And <laughs> I invite some of that myself, but uh, it's just I'm already reading some comments that are like, "Oh, Doom is such a bland piece of shit game," uh, and really. I don't know how I I don't understand that perspective. It reminded me of Half Life while I was playing it. Apparently, I'm apparently I'm very loud. Okay. Sorry. I've turned you down now. Like absurdly loud, loud, apparently. So (laughs) you're you're better now. Okay. Um. Right. What was I saying? Oh yeah, while I was playing Doom, it reminded me of of uh, Half Life because you're alone. It is a straightforward kind of corridor-based shooter, but not, like, corridors in the sense of narrow spaces, but corridors in where you're just, like, winding through hallways by yourself, and you're just mm-hmm. shooting and experiencing something. And uh, But it still rewards exploration in yeah, the same way that yeah. Half-Life does, I don't want to call it a corridor shooter in, like, a bad way. It's not... I mean, I mean that it's railroading you down corridors in the most positive way possible. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think the, the parts that, that really reminded me, like, like I thought Half-Life 2 when I was playing, I think it was like the first level of Doom, and there's those moments where like you kill all the enemies, and then you spend a little bit of time kind of just wandering around and looking at stuff and finding stuff, and then you go back into kind of an arena-style 
like moment and and that reminded me of the pacing of half-life 2 like it was specifically the pacing that was just like i haven't played a shooter like this in a long time because most shooters they're either cinematic adventures like call of duty style where like okay there's there's, there's breaks in the action but they're almost like cutscenes, or there's shooters that are all the way on the other end where they're trying to bring back the which is what i thought doom would do trying to bring back the arena shooters of their time but they're really just making a level and just dumping enemies in it and, and there's no there's no regard to pacing or anything. Doom actually has a, a very, very specific sometimes I almost think to its detriment attention to detail on on pacing and like saying like, all right, here's where you find the enemies, here's where you, you there's no enemies and and here's your exploration and stuff. And that's that's what reminded me of Half Life Two specifically. Yeah, I can see that. I I, I really did appreciate the pacing of that game. Um like, for example, one that stands out, and it's just a very simple moment, but there are several like this, and I, I liked them. Um, it's toward the beginning, when you're first going out onto Mars, and you fight your way down, like, through some, like, exterior, I don't know what you'd even call them, like, outbuildings of the base, and then you move down to, like, this other structure, and you fight all these enemies, and it's one of those hell rift things. You clear it out, and then it's just quiet for the first time since the beginning, really. And you look around, and then you have to, like, find a path to jump up, and you go across a crane, and that moment yeah. was like... That's what I wanted Fury to do between its bosses. Like, just something that lets you decompress, but you're still active, and, and like, it's almost... It's, it's hyping you up for the next encounter yeah. in a way. And it's not frustrating, because you're still doing things yourself and then looking around if you want to poke into a different area and in doom they actually put stuff at the end of those little offshoots like little toy figures i'm not exactly sure what those do do they do something if you collect them all i have no idea i probably would never bother to collect them all but um i, I like that they're there and it's the game has a good sense of humor too which i don't think either of us mentioned but the game made me chuckle. I mentioned I mentioned that it had better writing than than it really yes. had any right to yes. to like it just it, it, the, the, especially so like good. the text that you find and stuff. Samuel Hayden was like my favorite character of the year. I, I was really surprised that he didn't get any like nominations for voice acting or anything because I enjoyed that His character, the way he sounded and looked and everything. So like, it was just so much fun. And great. Yeah. I am Samuel Hayden. I am the. It's, it's perfect. Of this facility. Yeah, he's he's so good. What a great character. And uh, the ending's kind of dumb, but it still fits Samuel Hayden. I liked the ending. I liked the ending. I thought it was great. Yeah, I guess those aren't mutually exclusive. It's dumb <laughs> and... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The whole game's dumb. Of course it's dumb. Um, I, I mean, I so I'm not as positive on Doom as I've heard like a lot of people are, where like they think it's one of the... Like, th that they think it's like the savior of action games and stuff oh. like that. Like I thought it was great. It, it it was it was cool that it was a callback to shooters not of its original generation, not of the original Doom. It wasn't a callback to the original Doom. Yes. It was more of a callback to shooters of like 10 years ago, which is interesting. I I didn't expect that and I think they did a really good job with it. And they still I, I mean of course they 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 paid off with the Doom like branding. They did a good job with that, but but it's not it doesn't play like the original Doom, and it doesn't want to, and that's that's really cool. Yeah, not at all. It definitely is not that exact same feeling. It's not 
trying to emulate running around at like a million miles an hour shooting at 2D polygons with apparently apparently I'm still aim. too loud. Well, okay. Just want to make sure it's right. Thank you for your concern. I've turned you down even more. Eventually, no one will be able to hear you. Uh, whatever. I forgot. What maybe that's what they. Maybe that's what the audience wants. Maybe yeah, they're trying to they're just, just turn me down now. Lying and, and say we can't hear Skippy or, or we can't hear Mike. Just keep turning. But uh, yeah, and someone someone in the chat mentioned that that they gave the Doom guy a personality, like they actually yeah. gave him kind of a character, and I thought that was cool too. Um, just destroying shit he's while he's being told not to, and that kind of stuff. It was. It was fun. I mean, I, I kind of expected that a little bit, but but uh, it was well done. Uh, yeah, Doom. Doom's fucking cool. Turns out. It is. And nobody was expecting it to be cool, is, is what the pleasant surprise was. That they showed I, it off. I liked that you compared it to that original trailer. Because, <laughs> like, I didn't go back and watch the original footage. It's I actually pulled so footage from a bad. more modern trailer. But it was it was shown awfully. I mean, I remember thinking when they showed it at E three, like, well, that doesn't look very good. But I also thought, like, well, yeah, it I wasn't your I don't know if it was a good representation of it. But like, God, they played it so slowly. And I remember thinking in my head at the time, like, this really strikes me as one of those things where like the marketing team goes in and plays the game in a way that it's not meant to. But I wasn't sure whether it was that or the game being bad. And most people said it was the game being bad. And I started thinking that when Bethesda started, like. <laughs> kind of hiding doom like they weren't really like pushing it or anything and yeah they did the uh, yeah. classic uh, no re review copies and you know that game yeah. seemed doomed ah ah <laughs> ah but doom is really good um, I, I enjoy that game a lot for me it was between like that dark souls and dishonored for my favorite game this year I, I was thinking about, like, like, last year I chose a game of the year, and I said, well, Witcher 3, obviously, because it's so, it was so good. It was just so ridiculously good. Um, and this year I didn't have any of those games. I mentioned this in the video. I'm just repeating myself in my head. But this year I didn't have any of those games that, like, stood out to me that way. But then I was thinking back, and I have a really weird game of the year that might actually, I don't know if it's my game of the year, but, but it's the one that I keep coming back to, and it's yeah. The Witness. And I haven't, I hardly anyone has, I've seen like really talk about that the past like a month out of it being released, but I love that game as a puzzle game. It is, it, it did so many really, really interesting things that I've definitely never seen before in a game. And just, it failed on a lot of ways. Like I remember kind of complaining about some aspects of it on this podcast about like, you find these tapes and they quote like famous people, like scientists and philosophers and stuff That's and it's just quotes it. yeah it's just quotes that maybe you've heard them before maybe you haven't but they're just quotes like there's no substance there you're literally just reading a website with quotes from albert einstein on them and uh, so that was super lame and then the, there's like they kind of start hitting at a story behind the setting you're in but it never re it never really delivers with anything interesting or not i mean it's kind of interesting what what they do do with the setting and like what it ends up i guess being which is kind of a meta commentary on game design like like you're actually exploring a game world but it's it's kind of hard to explain yeah but um no i kind of get what you're saying unfortunately i had it spoiled for me i wasn't that interested in playing the game but i know what it kind of builds up to and uh yeah that's cool very cool 
It's even if, yeah, like, if you, you had the it... gameplay. Did you have the gameplay element that like really twists things around? I still don't want to spoil it. It's a year out from that game being released, and I'm still like dancing around this topic because the <laughs> moment of discovery in that game. There is a moment in that game where you discover like, oh shit, this game is way more than it looks like, and that is such a moment like that. I, I that's why I keep going back to it. Is like that feeling of like. Whoa! Suddenly, this world I've been walking around in for like five hours is only tangentially. I'm looking at it completely differently. Only tangentially. It was in conversation, not video. So if you haven't had that moment fucking spoiled for you, and and the cool thing is that that moment is going to come at a different time for everyone. And and I just I cannot explain. And it's not and it's not going to connect with everyone the way it does with me. And I know that. And like for a lot of people, that game was just a huge disappointment. But if if you see that game on sale, you need to fucking play it. Because there's just, if it does connect with you, I think it does something so interesting with the medium of video games that you don't see a lot. Where, like, it's really, it's not only commentating on video games, but it's kind of, it kind of has this, it kind of gets a philosophical message across through gameplay, which is really interesting to me. Um, And and it still still fails in a lot of ways. The story that they kind of try to, to craft is is really still just pretentious and 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 not full of a lot of substance in my opinion. Although you can tell that they were trying to go somewhere with it. Like Jonathan Blow's kind of known for that, where like he makes these like pretentious games that that you can tell he's going for some sets, but the game doesn't really like live up to it. Um, but it, but it's worth it. It's fine that 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 it fails in that aspect because it's so cool and all the like. God, I I really like that game and it looks. I think it's the best looking game of the year by far. It looks really? great. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not 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 I mean the, the graphics are the 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 graphics are really good. They're fine. But the the design of the setting is in my opinion like super there's all these little areas that you find and they're they're crafted to a detail that you don't see a lot. It, it it's I, I, maybe I'm, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm in a pretty small minority about like my passion for that game, but I think it's fucking great. So I guess we got your answer for best looking game of the year. Yeah, definitely. I think that's also Dishonored 2 for me. Oh, really? Oh, I wasn't yeah. expecting that one either. Yeah, that. I mean, I, 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 that, that, the trailer or the gameplay footage that they showed at, I guess, E3 was striking. Like, it was like, whoa, this looks way better than I ever expected it to. But, but, uh, yes. yeah. And, and it's like that in the actual game, too. Like, um, you know, Dishonored 1, you played it, right? You played some of it, at least. I played Dishonored 1, yeah, but, 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 and I've seen, you know, 20 minutes of Dishonored 2. Right, so. In Dishonored 1, the ride in, because most levels start with you riding in on a skiff, and then you come up on the coast, and then you work your way into the mainland, through the city, and whatever, your objective. Um, Those who are just kind of standard driving through video game water sections, the water in Dishonored 2 is just ridiculous. It is insane. (laughs) And it is honestly incredible. And because I went completely batshit crazy and uh bought a second 1070 recently i can run it can you have it now next out i do it's it's oh, nutty. Man. it's very nutty extremely nutty 
uh, almond, cashew, the whole shebang nutty. Completely max out 4K that game. And uh, it is it is like out of this world the way it looks. Um, part of that is the ridiculous amount of detail. There are so many objects around and just stuff and the draw distance is seemingly limitless. Like the only thing obscuring you know, what's in front of you are physical barriers. It's not like things are fading out in the distance. It, it looks amazing. And uh, I that, and it's toned down that kind of comic book style from the first game without losing it entirely. So it's kind of like this weird blend of extreme realism and that like surreal style where, you know, every guard has like big sausage fingers and a big fat pit bull dinosaur head and but that like damn it's a very striking game and it's uh best seen in motion like actually playing it and to be able to like look at something way off in the distance like a little ledge on the top of a roof and it's like oh i can actually just jump up there and then to do it it's it's great great looking game you know on top of you know everything else it has going for it and then maybe a runner-up to abzu abzu is you know you don't really even have to make that case. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to make the case for Abzu. It's just that Abzu, first of all, God, it is a beautiful game. It, it swimming does a through the specific fish. thing. That was one of the things specifically that I wanted to record for the video, is swimming oh God. through the school of fish. I'm lagging out. Well, not on my end. So, on my end, I'm lagging out bad. But yeah, I heard you say swimming through the fish. It is a beautiful looking game, and and uh, it, but it does one thing basically, which is underwater. Which not to knock it, like I think one of the most beautiful movies ever created is uh, Finding Nemo, because of the way that they rendered the the ocean. But uh, it it didn't. God, I, yeah, Abzu. I I, I was, was trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to compare it against The Witness, but it's not possible because it's doing such a different thing. But but yeah, and and, and Journey looked so fucking good. And Journey even had kind of a segment that was faux underwater. Like it kind of looked like it was underwater a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. Um, God, I, I they do that development team does a pretty specific kind of game really, really well. I wonder if they'll keep yes. doing that because like I I wouldn't mind keep I think they've keep got playing those games every four or five years. Like it was the <laughs> art designer dude and the musician they did Abzu I think, but the that game company I think is still working with Sony and they've got something else coming out. I forget what it is, but it'll probably be in that vein people are still saying i'm loud really i am yeah. hearing you like peeking and stuff i think you got to turn your mic down maybe oh god well anyway um but, uh, i don't know if I, I should just go ahead and... you didn't mention in your video that you think you might want to say one or two things about oh god so so when like i'm one or two when I was making my video, I was like really surprised at the amount of games that I forgot that I played that were new games in 2016. Like I, yeah. I thought that I was in a situation where I, I could not come up with enough games to like make a substantial video. Uh, but I ended up having to like kind of rush my video a little bit because of how many different ones there were. Um, Stardew Valley is one that I kind of forgot about that I had a ton of fun with. I recorded uh, footage for it. But I didn't bother putting it in just because it wasn't substantial, and I didn't play it long yeah. enough to have anything to say. Yeah, that one was pretty substantial for me because I probably paid, played like twenty hours of that game. Like I played a lot of it. Um, <laughs> I played two. Yeah, 
So uh, that one was a big one. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Forza Horizon 3, I'm so disappointed at that port. And this was kind of a, I mean, this was like a September release. But like that, that PC port, and this goes into news a little bit, I guess, because that PC port is so fucking garbage, and apparently it still is garbage. I haven't fixed it yet because they were they 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 pushed a patch out last week. Their official Twitter account tweeted about it, saying like, "Sorry about the 56 gigabyte patch. Also, it might overwrite your saves." Might. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So. Uh, that game just like that that's a good game that's just got such a fucking bad port behind it that it that it, that you can't enjoy it the way you should and and that's super disappointing um because that would probably be that would be like up there in my list of games i think if if i could have actually enjoyed it but it's it ran terribly and i had so many issues with it that it just yeah uh other than that i don't know I, you can watch my video i i, I I covered it pretty well. I, I, I kind of backloaded all of my games into the last, like, few months of 2016, you know? And I, I even played a lot of games in the last, like, three weeks or so where, like, I got them on the Steam sale. Um, Hyperlight Drifter, which uh, I'm not quite liking as much as I feel like I should based on people's reaction to it. And, uh, and then I Thumper. I mixed bag reactions, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I, I heard mostly positive, and I just... I just I don't like it that much, I guess. I'm not having that much fun with it. I, there's a lot of downtime of like trying to figure out where do I go, um, and I'm not care. having that much fun with that. That yeah. is slowly becoming more annoying to me. I, I can't... I don't, well, I don't have the yeah. patience anymore for that. It's something we used to deal with all the time with almost every any kind of game that's, that had any kind of open element to it. Like That was a major part of gaming in the early 2000s or so. Like where do I go next was a huge thing and I kind of enjoyed that in a lot of games but I feel like it needs to be a very specific kind of game to to have that pay off where like if you're not an Elder Scrolls game that's a bad example because Elder Scrolls points you in the direction you're supposed to go because they haven't made their worlds interesting enough but like if you're not a game that has a lot of detail in the world that's fun to discover and I don't think Hyperlight Drifter has any of that um, then then yeah it's not fun to try to figure out where you're going but, uh, that, yeah, I played, I've noticed uh, that then, before we move on from Hyperlight Drifter, or maybe you weren't about to, sorry, but uh, I've noticed that exploring 2D games, like exploring places in 2D games, is never as like engaging as doing it in a 3D space. Like, there's yeah, Sultan Sanctuary is when I left off, and that it feels like a cheap knockoff of Dark Souls, like, a really good Flash game on Newgrounds adaptation of Dark Souls, but still, like, nothing more than that, and I think part of what makes it, you know, not reach those heights, besides the lack of budget and, you know, the team, is that you're walking through a 2D space, there's not that feeling of, oh, like, all the way down below me is Blight, and all the way up there is, is none of that, it's you're looking at one screen at a time, and the entrances and exits they're either obvious or they're like directly obscured by something that you have to just to destroy or walk through or some other puzzle element like that and you really can't do genuine exploration like surprises of the like layout of your geography in 2D space so i completely agree i i think it's it's become really really popular like there's been more and more excuse me uh two, 2D games either side scrolling or top down because they're cheap, they're easy to make. You, you you can have a small team of developers, and that all that stuff's great, and can even lead to being making a much 
better game than than with a higher budget but um or that you could have made if you used the same budget trying to do 3d exactly oh yeah yeah you wouldn't stand a chance because cheap 3d sucks but um but like when i heard when i've heard about salt and sanctuary it seemed like a really well done dark souls side-scrolling clone which was which is an interesting concept like okay take that combat and put it in two dimensions it's kind of interesting but what I love about Dark Souls wouldn't at all be able to carry over to a two D world because it just yeah that that and it did this yeah and 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 the fact that they were trying to emulate Dark Souls to the extent of like specific bosses and enemies in that game are basically Dark Souls enemies which is crazy um, to to have it to have it do that kind of one to one clone and 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 leave out what maybe I love most about the original Dark Souls is kind of I I didn't even try that game because like I knew I, I knew I'd be disappointed. Um, there's there's so some yeah, games that, that, that can do that. It has a limitation. Like one that comes to mind is Cave Story. Cave Story was able to do it, and an example that stands out to me is you start in the first cave and then you drop down from that into the like main town where all the NPCs are and it's a long drop and there's no way physically to get back up there but much much later in the game you get a rocket booster and that lets you get back up to where you started it's not obvious and you basically have to exhaust every bit of your boost to get up and they never tell you that there's any reason to go back there but if you do you're rewarded very heavily with the best weapon in the game and like a new little piece of dialogue and a fun little combat sequence and there's no like indication of that whatsoever i think it's more like 2d games can encourage exploration only if they're really really clever about it 3d games are able to let you have that satisfying feeling of exploration without having to do that all you have to do is oh here's a new place to discover that's not obviously in the way you get more like yeah. i don't know bang for buck trying to design interesting exploration in 3d because there's just i don't know it's so much easier to engage you yeah and i'm I'm someone who places a lot of importance on on world building and and not necessarily making a realistic world but making an engaging immersive world and 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 there are just hard limitations in two dimensions obviously and i i think that there's plenty of games that that reach that limitation and do it very impressively, but but in the end they're still just reaching that limitation. That that three D obviously just uh, can has the ability to to blow away. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was one of them. Thumper's another game that I was disappointed by. Just like the style of it and everything seemed really great, but then I started playing it and I felt like I had seen the whole fucking game visually wise. Like it, it doesn't seem like it changes very much. And then gameplay wise, I've explained it. I think last time we were on where like, you have to hold down the button a lot and then like press it yep. after holding it down, which is, feels terrible. And that's like one of the main mechanics in the game. And, and it just doesn't feel good at all to me. And I've heard people so positive about that game. And I've heard like music people really like that game, but uh, maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe you have music to be a music people. person to appreciate it. Yeah, like because there's like some interesting stuff that that game does with with uh, uh, the time signature, where like it changes the time signature depending on what level you're on and stuff like that. So like it has some technical interesting aspects to it that I don't think carry across in gameplay at all. Um, so yeah, I, I was not impressed with Thumper. Uh, what else did I, I? And then there's some games that I bought that I haven't played yet. Mark of the Ninja. Uh, is kind of an older one that is apparently good. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 
it's been a good year, but but um, there hadn't been any Witcher threes. That's for sure. <laughs> I just I'm All still I'll living in the past. I've, with Witcher I've 3. already played more Dishonored two than Witcher three. Yeah, well, Witcher three yeah, is amazing. Well, yeah, well, I I believe you, and I agree. And you need to play the DLC especially. And I to- I totally agree with you, but I mean, Dis- Dishonored two is one of the best games. It's just great. It's really good. I don't know what my favorite game of 2014 right. was, but I don't think it was better than this. I'm trying to think about well, 2014 came had... out then. That sucked. No, no, Metal Gear Solid Five was last year. Yeah, that was 15. 14, 14 was a rough year. Yeah, uh, that was like the was... focus of my 14 end of end of year video was like how fucking rough it was. It was distance, um, distance game of the year. God. That was Gamergate, man. 2014 was Gamergate. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was no room for video games. No. Game of culture. That was the real game of the year. Yeah. Fuck. Those were dark times. Everyone's saying 2016 sucked. Like, remember That's 2014? Holy That's shit. Long. <laughs> I mean, really? Okay, what came out in 2015? Witcher 3, obviously. Metal Gear Solid 5, nowhere near as good as everyone thought it would be. It, um, great game, though. Great game. We can have this argument until we're out of our breath. And what else came out? Hmm. Yeah. I I mean... Rocket League. (laughs) Hey, I love Rocket League. I was playing Rocket League today. That was 14, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. Well, no. No, maybe it was the very end of 2014. I had it in my 2015 video. Bloodborne. Bloodborne, okay. All right. No, it was 15. Oh, yeah, it was 15. That's what we were just talking about. Okay. Yeah, it did have Bloodborne and Witcher 3. So I guess it does have, like, two, like, unambiguously incredible games. But, uh, you know, don't underestimate this year. I I had a lot of fun with the games that came out this year. I started playing The Last Guardian. I just got that, like, a couple days before I made the video. I finished making the video. And so I only played enough for him to uh, not be responsive to me, Trico. And I just thought it was funny, so I recorded my dog. And because uh, she doesn't listen. I liked that part of the video. I, I liked it too. My dog uh, <laughs> didn't like it so much, obviously. Um, <laughs> but that game, so far, I haven't encountered like the most common criticisms I've seen of it. Uh, when Trico is being unresponsive, it doesn't feel like he's glitching out. Uh, maybe that will happen. I don't really know. It hasn't been running poorly. Uh, overall, you know, I, I think it's working. It's a success so far. Again, I'm very early, but uh, I like it. And I heard. Yeah, I mean, I watched a, um, I watched like a 20 minute gameplay thing of it, and. I saw like two really bad slowdowns. They went outside and the frame rate would suffered, but not terribly. And the dog thing acted unresponsive, but not like in a glitchy way that I noticed. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like that's one of those games that you have to play hours of to really figure out whether yeah. whether the games. I mean, yeah. performance wise, I think you should be able to tell right away. And I also heard they the, patched the, it. The complaints people have had was, yeah, hopefully that helped because the, the complaints that I've heard from some people has been like, no, it's it's awful, performance wise. Yeah, I, it hasn't been awful yet. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'm looking forward to finishing that game. 
Um, somebody, I think it was Mark Brown, the guy who makes Game Maker's Toolkit, he summed up what each game in that, if you can even call it a series, of Ico, Shadow of the Colossus, and Last Guardian are all about. And it's kind of interesting for what it says about what the creator of those games is interested in. The first game, Ico, it's about like a, a boy befriending a girl. Then the second game is toppling monsters and fighting monsters. And then the last game is a boy befriending a monster. It's like it kind of is bringing mm. it together. It's He has like a very specific sensibility. Like every one of his games is in like this very old civilization that is no longer. And um, yeah, he's got a very specific outlook on things. So the thing I really loved about, or one of the things I really loved about Shadow of the Colossus was the way that that game tells a kind of story, like a literal story of like the arc of the main character and then a, uh, a story of its setting that it doesn't, it never really, I mean, it does sometimes, but there's very little exposition in that game. Like, like even Dark Souls has way more exposition than, um, than something like Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. But it does a really good job of, like, you get the feeling. Like, there's, there's an atmosphere to it and an art to it where y- you feel what the world has, like, has, what has happened to the world. And you get that kind of right. emotional connection to it. Um, and and you, don't, you don't really, it's not a story in the literal sense, but it's a story emotionally for sure. And 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 the arc, the main character's arc's arc is is kind of the same way. Where like the story, it could be summed up in two sentences. Emotional story is, is way more complex. And um, yeah, I I I love Shadow of the Colossus. So I I want to hear really good things about um about the Last Guardian because I want to play it. That it's the game that everyone. I, I want to hear what you think for, about it. Really, I, I yeah. definitely. And I just for it. I've heard such conflicting opinions about it because like yeah. a lot of people really really loved it and a lot of people are just chat all over it so some i have no idea what it. to think somebody whose opinions i trust generally um just really did not have a good time with it they uh they said it was overall not fun and they weren't engaged and they didn't enjoy it and then meanwhile matthew yeah. matosis says that it's the best game of the year hands down and what an emotional experience yeah. and beautiful in every way okay well probably will be interesting either way yeah by the way speaking of my, my, uh, matthew matosis i watched his entire I, I had to watch like the first couple hours of it but i watched this entire dark souls playthrough it's a very good video um which was actually like yeah it is i i he he goes on some tangents that i really really like about like game design and stuff and goes, goes into some very specific details like of, of yeah but but the, but but the ones that I liked were worth it. Like I, it, the like going into detail about how uh, decisions behind weird things in games that are that are like a lot of people don't know about about like technical details yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I thought that stuff was really interesting. Ninety nine percent of it's great, but once in a while, and one that I still remember is him saying like, "It's not exactly feasible for a game designer to program perfectly accurate quantum mechanics into their game, so they approximate Newtonian <laughs> physics instead." And he's not joking. Like he, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, yeah, no, I get it. Thanks. <laughs> it's like, but uh, yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to do you want to go over our weeks? Uh, yeah, sure. 
I made a video because I've got a lot to talk about as far as I my well more than more like two weeks I guess but um I've played a lot of games and I've watched some stuff too not just Matthew Matosis I've been watching have you have you been watching AGDQ awesome I games done Is quick still going? it's Ooh. going on it goes All on for like yeah, a week I think it, it, I think it ends this weekend mm -hmm. yeah um I was watching before we came on here actually there was a there was a speed run of Mighty Number no. Nine uh. <laughs> That game, that game really sucks, man. I hadn't really, really like seen much gameplay of that game. I just took everyone's word for it. But that game sucks. What is it's happening bad. with the studio behind it? I'm curious. I have no idea. I was actually trying to look some stuff up about it, and I, I couldn't really find about much. A but movie and all that. Oh man, that, that game. That game is astoundingly bad. Like I, I just couldn't really believe what I was seeing. But anyway, that's beside the point. I, I, I there's, there's some really interesting speedruns. Um. Uh, if you're gonna watch some speedruns, you should look up Super Monkey Ball. Uh, <laughs> a guy did it this year who oh shit shit all over Super Monkey Ball Adventure. Yeah, Super Monkey Ball Adventure is what he played, which apparently was like a Super Monkey Ball game made by a B team, and he shit all over the game constantly as he played. It was like a 20 minute speedrun, and the whole time he's just like, yeah, this level's fucking terrible, and it just sucks, and I, I hate everything about it. And this game, the developers didn't know what they were doing, and it, it was just really funny to watch to me. But th but those were really impressive because like that's such a skill based thing. Like you have to be so precise. With your yes. inputs in that game, and they do some crazy yeah. tricks where, like, they skip the whole level by like ramping off of something in some weird way. Um, it, it, the, another one from this year um, to watch is is the uh, Ocarina of Time 3DS speedrun, which um, usually they do an Ocarina of Time like Nintendo 64 Ocarina of Time is like famous in the speedrunning community, but there was a 3DS version that came out that uh, was like remastered or whatever, and has some like key differences in how you play it and the guy who played through it did this really good job of commentating and like saying the differences and saying what he was doing and doing some really really interesting tricks with it i i, I really enjoyed that like if you get a good if you get a, a speedrunner who can like commentate what he's doing or at least have a friend with him that commentates really well it can be really 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 fun to watch those because they they go into some interesting details with uh with the tricks that they're doing and and the kind of exploits uh, like how they're how they're tearing the game apart. There's a uh, shovel knight speed run I think from last year where the developers came on really? and the developers were talking about like like intentional design choices to to like with speed running in mind and then like the way that the speedrunners went around their design choices in some ways. Um, That's cool. Like there's some moments really where cool. like they'll they'll pull a trick off and you hear the developer on Skype like freak out about it because he like didn't think at all it was possible and stuff like that. That is um, and then like awesome. and then like they'd be speedrunning. I would and love to see that for Yeah, they like hit yeah, they'd, they'd hit, like, this this moment in the level where, like, oh, you, like, perfectly line up. Like, if you get the timing right, like, you go all the way across really fast, but your timing has to be perfect. And they're like, was that intentional? And the developer's are like, yeah, we totally, totally programmed the game to, to do that. Um, it, yeah, that stuff's really cool. I, I really enjoy that shit. And, of course, like, everyone focuses on the drama and the cringe stuff, the cringe videos. But uh, I think the speedrunning itself, like, I started watching it because of the nerdy stuff around it was, like, kind of funny to me. But then, like, I actually legitimately started enjoying the speedrunning, and now, like, I don't give a shit about the drama. It is honestly yeah. cool. I, I don't really have the patience to watch, like, a two-hour-long speedrun of a long game. No. But even a long, long speedrun like that, um, I love to pop into certain bits. And just to, especially if it's a game that you've played to death and think you know everything yeah. there is to know about and it's like, oh my god, what the hell is he doing? Um, speedruns are cool. 
speedrunners are very very cool yeah and uh it's, and i have a limited... lot of respect for speedrunners oh yeah like i think that oh, that's yeah. a, it, it, what they're doing they're is so, so difficult and requires yeah requires so much dedication and patience and like uh, yeah that stuff's like like i know i know the feeling of being in a race and fucking up one little tiny thing and it ruins everything for you and it, it is crushing and like you want to just quit forever and they'll just fucking press the restart button and go again and it's like i couldn't do that yeah. i couldn't yeah. do it forever uh. they'll do that and like, <laughs> yeah. in my very very limited time speed running that one level in that one game yeah uh i mean the stuff that you learn by trying to shave off literally milliseconds to get the world record like it's i was like looking at still frames and it's like okay so three pixels here if you collide with a block and you're three pixels away from the top of it but not quite you know aligned to stand on the ground but you're slightly below it it'll actually ramp you off slightly faster as if it's a ramp but it's just a you know a little edge of a pixel and those little like you you'd never see it unless you were trying to and speedrunners yeah. are so good at that. I mean, real speedrunners who will take an entire game as like, oh, I can shave off eight hours by just uh, walking around this way instead of, you know, the normal way. It's it's crazy. Those guys are really entertaining. Speedruns are... I love them. Yeah, they're cool. Um, way cooler than, like... It sounds like it's really hard to sell someone on speedrunning. Like you have to show them a really good speedrun for them to go like, okay, no, this is actually interesting. Um, there's a there's a Mario, there's a Super Mario speedrun that like where they do the whole thing in like five minutes or whatever. And so like the differences between the world record, it, like very 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 tiny. And uh, you can watch like he streams his his runs and he did, he got a world record. I'm sure there's plenty of world record videos because it's constantly being broken, but. Uh, he had a heart rate monitor on his stream. I thought it was a genius idea because he gets like halfway through <laughs> and he realizes he's on a he's on like a a good run and like the heart rate starts increasing and increasing and increasing. Yeah. It was really entertaining to watch. Uh, yeah, that stuff's fun. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, I've been playing some games. There's one I've, on there that surprised me. Yeah, I've started playing Persona Three. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what? <laughs> I I watched so I over it's taken me a long time because I was watching it at tiny bits of a time but I would put it on in the background Giant Bomb did a playthrough of Persona 4 a long time ago like 6 or 7 years ago and uh they played the whole fucking game which took like 100 hours and I just had it on in the background a lot of the time like I just have it on and I was I was kind of enjoying it like I started like getting to know the characters and stuff and like saying like well this is kind of okay um and I decided, well, I'll try out Persona 3. And it'll take me three years to complete, but Why I'll try it out. Why did you decide to play 3 instead of 4? Because you've well, seen Well, because four? I've seen all 4. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be able to finish 4 because it would just be too tedious. Because that, those games are so fucking tedious. Like, 75% of it is just dungeon-crawling, turn-based combat, which okay. is just yeah. the most dull thing in the world. But, but I, for some reason, I decided I was going to do it. I've been streaming it. I'll, I'll probably stream it tonight or tomorrow night, actually. Um, but, uh, it's actually, and yeah, I didn't start with the Fez. There's two versions or like, there's like five versions of Persona 3, but specifically there's like the original version and the Fez version, which came out later. Yeah. And apparently it's just better in every way. And so I need to import my save to that version because I started on the original version. But anyway, um, playing on an emulator or what? Yes. I'm playing it emulated. Um, PSP, PS2, what? 
uh, it's it's PlayStation. What is my emulator? Is it PlayStation Two? Yeah, it's PlayStation Two. I think it was an early PlayStation Two game. Um, and yeah, it emulates really well. I mean, there's some weird uh, glitches with like the text and stuff sometimes, but other than that, it's pretty much unnoticeable. Um, I also played more. Uh, I, I actually started playing this because I jumped into VR to to get the footage for my video. First, I jumped into Rec Room, and I I forgot I was recording Rec Room, and I played for like thirty minutes just like fucking around with stuff and then like, i was like oh shit i'm recording <laughs> and i had to stop um which is a testament to that game's like inherent fun uh of just like you just go in there and have fun and like i, I was actually showing some of my friends rec room and like that was their favorite thing that they did in vr i was like yeah that rec room game rules um it just doesn't seem like it should be as fun as it is but it totally is i also played um onward which is the military simulator like 4v4 thing and that game much more of it yeah i've probably okay. played a few hours of it because the concept um, and the way you were we were talking about it it sounded really really cool especially in vr i'm curious what you think of like sinking more hours into it and how it's held up yeah um i was curious too because i like the concept a lot i just wasn't sure how it would be executed and so far i'm actually having a lot of fun with it it's too slow for being a 4v4 game, like, there's just way too much downtime. Like, when you die, the round could take several more minutes to, to finish, and that, that sucks. Especially in VR, because you're just sitting there doing nothing. They at least need to let you, like, go to a shooting range or something when you're dead. Because just watching other people play in your VR headset, watching a 2D screen of someone else playing, it sucks terribly. But, like, it's just awful. Um, but the... I, like once you get a hang of like the quirky stuff that you have to figure out in that game and like how to how to use your items and 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 it's it's a quirky kind of finicky game but once you figure that stuff out it 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 plays well enough that it was actually a, I'm I'm actually having a lot of fun with it um and I will definitely play more of it like it's 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 a cool little close quarters combat thing and like shooting other people with guns is fucking crazy every time like I feel so I don't know. I, I it it, it gives you here? it gives you Are the you feeling that you just fucking shot someone with a gun and and really? I I mean that in a good way and not a bad way. Um it, it like you fucking I I flanked these guys and I shot one of them just took him down instantly and then the other guy came around the corner to shoot me and I shot him too and it was just like fuck it just like it, you get way more into it than you do in a normal game, you know? They could probably um, make something like um Spec Ops the Line work way better. Oh, yeah. totally. You could to you could do some really, really, really good uh, uh, brain fuck stuff with VR, and and they haven't even scratched the surface uh, of of that stuff. But yeah, I, there's something about like like you know someone's coming around a corner, and you pull out your pistol, and you're just standing there holding oh. a pistol. Uh. It just feels really fucking good. It, like like you're in an I action guess, movie. And I guess your actual aiming skills is way you know. You get to use totally those instead of I, it's and it's now. like like I I felt really uh, I I did not feel confident when I first started playing the game and like I felt like I constantly had to walk around aiming down the sights so that I knew what I was aiming but like I've kind of gotten to the point where if something surprises me or something and I don't have the gun really up like I can aim well enough to do okay. And like that feels really good too, like basically firing from the hip, you know, uh, or firing with a pistol. Like you, you usually don't really aim all that well. You just kind of point at them and shoot, and it feels real good. 
I had a small logistical question about how it actually works. So, like, there are rifles, and, you know, I assume there are, right? Machine guns? Yes. Okay, so you hold those with two hands. What happens if you kind of misalign your hands with where the actual... Um... It feels pretty natural. It, so, so usually you're gonna grab it with your right hand, and you can just one hand it if you want. But if you shoot it, it's the it's the recoil is gonna make it go crazy. But you can you hold it with your right hand, and then like you bring up your left hand to vaguely where you would have the grip, depending on the gun. So like, so there's actually some interesting stuff because you you're using these guns that you've seen over and over in video games, and then to actually like see the scale of them and see how they're held can be really surprising, specifically the P90. I've always, in my head, I guess, just kind of assumed that that was a larger gun than it actually is, but it's fucking tiny. It's, like, this big. And so, like, you hold it, like, the 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 magazine of the P90 is behind where you hold it. So that's the whole, that's, like, most of the gun right there. And so then you're holding it, and then if you put your left hand up, you're, you're like right here. It's like you're holding oh, a pistol wow. with two hands, okay. and so you're like walking around with the P90 like this, and that's fucking weird. So anyway, that, that that's just a, kind of a cool thing that VR like lets you do. That like I just never thought about the size of a P90 before, but um, but yeah. So it it kind of once you get your left hand attached to the weapon, and and there's like two settings for that, and the setting I have is that like I click the grip button on the side of the controller to attach my hand to it. If I bring it away from the weapon, like well, if I move my left hand laterally, it's gonna it's gonna move the weapon laterally like between my hands, right? Okay. And I don't have to be I don't have to be right on the grip, but I have to be kind of close to it. But it it feels natural enough. But then if I bring my hand like way away from it, it's just gonna automatically go away from the from the from yeah. the grip, and um and that feels that feels fine. That's pretty natural. Um, I find that you can kind of cheat it a little bit. Like you can hold your left hand farther out to like make a steadier aim. You know. It, like aiming with the fucking sniper rifle is almost impossible with that game because in real life you'd probably prop it on something and it's really yeah. frustrating when you're in VR and you can't prop your gun because like you're sitting there with your arm and your arm gets tired just holding it out there so you're sitting there like standing up with this huge gun with your arm held all the way out trying to keep a steady aim and your aim's just like shaky as hell and um it's cool but it's it's frustrating. But I kind of like it because I hate snipers. <laughs> but um, and so like nobody snipes in that game. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's God. It's really neat. I'm 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 enjoying it. I'm gonna play more of it. I'll probably play a lot That's more cool. of it. Like it, and people play it too. Like you can pull up a server list, and there's always every time I've played has been well over like probably forty or fifty people at a time, and and the server max is eight, and so there'll be. In fact, it's, it's probably more like 100 people playing at a time, usually. Um, and so there's always a server to, to get into. Um, That's good. Yeah. What else have I played? Uh, oh, I played, speaking of military simulators, I've gotten back with the group that I played Armor with. They, like, started a new and group. Armor, and yeah. yeah, now it's now it's close. I better not say because I won't remember. I'll say it wrong. But anyway, I, it's a new it's a new group. Well, it's the same group. It's basically the same group under a new name. But um, but I played some Arma and I really had fun with it. I'm I'm going back to Arma, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing Arma again. I know it because it's that's a fun game. You, you just don't get that experience anywhere else. Um, you think they're gonna add VR support for that? 
someday people have already kind of modded it in in like this really janky way but no because you you just it's just not a game that would be able to support vr it, it just uh the resolution of it first of all the headset you, you need a next generation headset that has a much higher resolution i think to because arma so much of that game takes place like really far away like the farthest away you get in onward i would consider close to medium distance in most arma scenarios okay, yeah um so that's that's a huge limitation and then like I, I don't know playing a game in vr with people who aren't playing it in vr i'm not really sure it works from the vast majority of experiences because like am i aiming my gun in vr because that puts me at a huge disadvantage huge um depending on the scenario but for the most part especially like long distance stuff I, I can't aim accurately enough in VR, and 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 in real and and in the game with a PC and with a keyboard and mouse, you can just keep your aim totally steady and, and fine. Uh, so that stuff just doesn't sync up right, you know. Um, but I, I would I, I think it'd be really cool to play it in VR. I would love to be able to just put the VR headset on if I'm flying a helicopter, because I've tried DCS in, in VR and I, I need a new CPU because the the frame rate in that game struggles too much to really play well in vr but like that adds a whole new dimension to flying a helicopter and you're able to look around um but yeah arm is fun i'm gonna play more of that i'm gonna play more of onward uh glittermitten grove i i I guess you've heard of this i have frog fractions too yes uh i really liked frog fractions fractions i like what that's great Yes, I like what that game did, and I'll tell you right away, right now, if you haven't played Frog Fractions, you need to Google Frog Fractions and just play it. It's a short game. Uh, it goes some places. Uh, Glitterman Grove is, the, is the, I guess, the sequel to Frog Fractions, basically. Uh, it, it had this ARG that was going on for like two years, where they were like planning hints inside of other indie games and stuff. Like A game would get patched, and the only difference was that it had this like symbol hidden somewhere in the game, which is crazy um and so people got like really into that arg i don't really know much about it but that seems like a major part of like like the build-up to that game was all about that arg and then it and then like this game called glitterman grove came out on steam but it was just another steam game like it looked like kind of green light garbage like stuff that you would just never play it was it was it was made it looks like it's made for kids um eventually someone figured out that it was frog fractions too (laughs) Because of the and the concept, I think it took like a week or two, right? I think it took like two weeks. Um, I wish so. I don't I, like. Obviously, I wasn't following the ARG or anything, and it seems like people got really into that. So I I shouldn't I shouldn't say like, oh, it would be better this way because who knows? Like maybe that ARG was really cool. People really like that stuff. But to me, this Fog Fractions Two to me should have just been the quietest release ever. Like actually, just release a green light game with. Fractions 2 in it, and don't tell anyone, and see how long it takes. No marketing, no hints, no nothing. But instead, it was one of those things where, like, no, you could figure it out. Like, if you solved their puzzles, then people figured it out that way. It's not like someone just came across this game. Um, it was it, you found it intentionally. So that that's kind of disappointing, but it's also kind of the way they had to do it because they they had Adult Swim published this game. Yeah, they did. It's for twenty dollars on Steam. Like it's a legit game. So it would be really crazy to actually like try to to sneak its release in if you're actually trying to make money on it. So I can't really blame them. But um, but yeah, the 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 top level concept of the game, the game part of that game, the non Frog Fractions two part of it, 
is uh is actually like a really competent um yeah, I guess I would call it It is a real game made by the guy's friend. It, it it's a totally competent decent game. Like by itself I would say like oh yeah that, that that's a well-made game. Like it it it's, it's this base management kind of thing where like oh you're like managing these fairies who build into the trees and you have to capture the sunlight to gather resources and then you can mine down in the ground to gather more resources and make your base bigger or whatever and obviously it's like way 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 simple because that's not the main concept of the game but like if you flesh that game out like it could actually be a game and it had some unique ideas in it uh which i was that that's unexpected but uh but eventually like you mine down far enough and you find a door and you click on the door and suddenly you're in a like an ascii based adventure game uh <laughs> It looks like uh, it, it looks like uh, what's it called? Um, uh, the dwarf game, dwarf fortress, and I'm, I think it's I think it's specifically trying to parody a game that I'm not familiar with. But anyway, uh, you you walk around in this adventure game, and you solve puzzles and stuff that are really crazy in it. It's it's going to be impossible to explain this game, but like the thing that sold me on it, I was watching a playthrough of it, and the thing that sold me on it was. They're playing this adventure game. They get to this thing. They solve a puzzle. They go through a door. And suddenly, they're a, a screen with completely different kinds of graphics comes on. And it's there's a toaster. And it's flying. And it has wings. And then on the sidebar, there's all this stuff you can buy. And it's very clearly a clicker game. Like cookie clicker oh. and stuff, you know? <laughs> And and so it's a, it's a clicker game. And you're adding, you're adding temperature to the toaster to make it fly. And so you start adding temperature and buying things to add more temperature, and it starts going up and up and up. And then, <laughs> and then the Flappy Bird pipes come in from the right as the toaster flies. And so you have to manage the clicker to get the toaster through the Flappy Bird level. And that was just such a stupid but but kind of genius thing to me that I was like, okay, I got to get this game. I got I got to see what this game is. Um, and there's been a few other things that I've found that have been like, there's a there's a there's a game where you play as a guy who has a xenomorph as a roommate, and you have to annoy him. You have to be passive aggressive towards him because you don't want him as a roommate because it's inconvenient to have a xenomorph as a roommate or whatever. And so you go around and you like mess with shit in the apartment to like annoy him and try to get him to not renew his lease stupid shit like that it's it's very frog fractions but um here's here's the problem with the game uh and it is a big problem and one that i think is going to stop me from playing any more of it or definitely completing it the adventure game that the game kind of surrounds itself in like the hub of that game which is the ascii adventure game sucks it's terrible i hate it i hate it hate it hate it it's the worst it sucks I'm I'm sure that it's emulating the gameplay from a real adventure game that people probably loved because it was the 80s, but in 2017, it, it's terrible and I hate it. Uh, it's a pain in the ass to get around. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I I feel like I would just ruin the game by looking up a guide, so I haven't really done much of that. But like I'm kind of stuck and I don't know what to do, and it sucks and it's not fun to play. So I, I've probably gotten like more than halfway through, and I think that's that's it for me. Um, it, it, that was really that was really disappointing to me because like it, it's just not worth going through that tedium. But uh, a few years back, this was back like in high school. I decided to try a bunch of 
like old text adventure games. And they are yeah. such a mixed bag because some of them are completely Im- impenetrable where you'll just be yeah. walking around corridors north, south and have no idea where to go. Others will like very clearly signal what to do and it's more just about like exploring and the story and like not random puzzles with no obvious solution. So yeah, if something tells me, and this was kind of the case with the text adventure in Frog Fractions 1, is like it's it's deliberately obscure. And it's not a text adventure though. It's a it's, it's a two dimensional top down adventure. The, the oh. graphics are ASCII based, it, but it's okay. It, I you're moving around, and you're solving puzzles by pushing stuff around and, and gathering items and doing stuff with those items and stuff I like see. that. Right. Um, and there, there's a lot of clever things in there that are kind of funny and like play with the idea of a text adventure, right? Not text adventure, but but that kind of adventure game where like obviously they wouldn't be able to do that at the time that those games existed but now you can and so like it does some interesting stuff with that but like for the most part it's just not fun to play and so that's really disappointing but um oh yeah and i played some of the hitchhiker's guide text adventure and it is it is kind of pretty good but uh oh and i, I want to answer a question I, this is interrupting completely and going off on a totally different tangent but i really wanted to answer this question uh someone said well why can't you just rest your elbows on the desk to steady your aim in VR and onward. But you're in room scale. You're, I'm standing in the middle of the room when I'm playing, literally standing up, and if I want to crouch in the game, I actually crouch, and if I want to go prone in the game, which I haven't done yet, you actually lie on the fucking floor. So if you want to rest your elbows, you have to lie down. You have to actually literally lie down. You can't just walk over to the desk. I mean, I guess though? technically you could. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I mean, because because you 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 fucking rest your elbows, it's gonna steady your aim. Yeah. Right, but can it actually detect you at ground level? Yes, it knows that you've gotten on the ground, and so your character model will get prone. And it, I'm sure it tries to approximate like where your body is, uh, based on like how you're leaning and that kind of stuff. But I don't know exactly how that stuff works. But uh, totally, I've seen people prone in that game and it, I, I laugh every time because I imagine someone alone in their room lying <laughs> on the ground <laughs> but um but yeah that's 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 part of the craziness of VR is like no you're actually just standing there fucking holding a weapon up and and, and you could walk over you could technically walk over to your desk and use that as a steady aim but first of all you've got boundaries in VR because you can't see your desk and you don't want to actually run into it so you'd have to go outside of your boundaries which I'm not sure it would let you and you'd have to know exactly where your desk is so that you don't slam against your desk and, and hurt yourself and break your desk. Right. So no, it's not really doesn't really work that way. I mean I guess you could if you were really dedicated, I guess you could like put up a little table in front of you and just never walk around in the room and always walk around in game. But like sometimes it's convenient to be able to like actually step, literally step a couple steps sideways to like lean around a corner or something like that. But uh anyway, that's a tangent. Um Fall Fractions two for me I feel like it's disappointing because I don't want to play any more of it, but I want to see everything it has to offer, and I don't yeah. feel like watching it in a video gives the full experience. Like, you don't want to watch Frog Fractions a playthrough because it's not the same. But, uh, I don't know. It, it, that just that adventure part of that game is just really, really fucking tedious to me. Yeah, Frog Fractions but that's it. also had the tedious bits, but I, 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 I don't I, know. I feel like part I breezed through Frog Fractions work. 1. Well, yeah, but they were still tedious bits. They were bits. I guess they were not that great. Like nothing. The, you it it doesn't even hold a candle to the tedium of this. Like okay, it, it, that yeah, good. No, uh, and you know, 
so much of what made Frog Fractions 1 so good is how completely novel it was. Just the, the like the very nature of a Frog Fractions 2, it doesn't... It, it was it never going to be able to be the good. same thing. Yeah, because because for for you to enjoy Frog Fractions, spoilers, you have to go in thinking, not knowing what it is. You have to yeah. just, someone sends you the link to Frog Fractions, and you're like, well, what the fuck is this? Like some educational game or something like that. And then you start playing it, and you go, what the fuck, what the fuck? And it keeps, like, blowing your mind. And then Frog Fractions 2, you already know that shit's going to happen. And so in some ways, that's kind of exciting, because, okay, they're going to have to do really interesting stuff, which exactly. they do, a lot of really interesting stuff. But it's a different, it's a different appeal, and, it's, and they to have do. to do it differently. They needed to not have it, like you were talking about with the marketing, they needed to not have it be hidden in Glitter, Mitten, Grove. It should have been something like, not like obvious, but when you start up some other game and you start playing it and then it just becomes something else unexpected. Like, I mean, conceptually, it was flawed to begin with because if they, if they want to charge money for that game, they can't make it like Frog Fractions where people don't realize what it is because you can't sell someone on Glitter, Mitten, Grove the game enough for them to pay $20 to buy it. Like, but maybe oh, well, tell them something just, else, like a zombie survival game. You you would have gotten so many people if you did a zombie survival game. That would actually be, that would that would be hilarious. Uh, is like if they like, they made like yeah. Well, it would it have to like, be zombie survival. That's the dozen. only way you could guarantee people would buy it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know though. Like the, the kind of people that are going to buy that game aren't going to get the appeal of it, and so I, I, it's just okay. really hard when you're actually charging money for it. When you're actually charging money for it, it's really hard to make sure you put it two hours and one minute into the game. That way, they can't return it. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I, but they. I. It's just a hard thing, conceptually from the beginning. Like we got we got to charge money for this. How do we do it? Putting it in another game is kind of silly because everyone who's buying the game knows what it is. Otherwise, you wouldn't buy the game because who's going to buy Glitterman Grove? Um, so, yeah, it's weird. It's weird, and I, I can't say I love it, but I like, I love a lot of the things it does. There are some really funny, stupid, interesting things that it does for sure. But uh... okay, um, Scalebound was canceled. <laughs> yeah. To go into haps, that that is my that's what I've done in the last two weeks, and Scalebound was canceled. And we talked about this last podcast. We talked about Scalebound, or we mentioned it. Remember? Yeah, it looks like shit. It looked like yeah. Shit. The only gameplay they really showed was like um, I just rewatched after the cancellation, or no, it was before yeah. the cancellation. After I played yeah, the Nier Automata we were demo, it. right? It was the Nier Automata demo. That's why we were talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> the the co op gameplay trailer. All the character does is he's shooting arrows at this big crab boss thing, and then he gets on the dragon, flies around like side to side very slowly, and does basically nothing. Then he goes into a few quick time events, and then he goes back to spamming arrows. It looked like complete garbage. It looked like they didn't have a game, yeah. and it seems like Microsoft agreed. Yeah, I remember watching it at E3, and, and it, this was the second E3 that it was shown at. It was shown in 2014 or 15, too. Um, and at that one, it was just a CGI trailer, and people were like, well, okay, a Platinum game. I don't, I'm not sure I love the style, but whatever. It, it seems like it might be cool. But then they showed the actual gameplay at, at this E3, and everyone, I remember everyone's reaction was just like, what, what is this? This doesn't look 
like what is the appeal of this game because i don't see it in this gameplay and it was like 15 minutes of gameplay too right like it was a long gameplay thing where like everyone was like how are we what are we supposed to feel about this because it's just boring uh, yeah that was i i was not surprised to see that it was canceled because because to me, it would have bombed. I mean, there's no way that game would have made money. It, it just seemed terrible. It looks like ass. Yeah, and, and, and of course, like, I'm never happy that a game's canceled, but, like, it was canceled. I mean, it, it sucks anything, that people blemish, put years of work into a game and it's gone, but... It's a blemish that won't be on their records, at least. I think that's, yeah, I think that's why they canceled it. I really do think that, like, Microsoft and Platinum came together and said, like, we just can't get our we can't get behind this game <laughs> like it's just not because, something yeah, that anyone wants to put their name to on release, and... it's like a matter of sunk cost microsoft understands that i mean they put yeah. the money in to develop it and then you figure like we'll need i don't know exactly what the budget would be but let's say like i don't know a quarter of the money that went into developing the game is going to be promoting it getting it into stores all that and at some point you've already spent the money on developing it and you have to ask yourself are we really going to make it back by selling this piece of shit that already only has niche appeal, no. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, it's gonna hurt our brand. And 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 Xbox seems to be trying really hard to to have a, an image of quality. Um, I don't know if that nece they're necessarily achieving that, but everyone's making fun of Xbox right now because it doesn't have any games coming out, which is totally true. It, it is just like a gameless console right now. Like between this and Crackdown Three and a few other things that are just totally up in the air that nobody even knows if they're going to come out. Uh, it's, it's kind of a disaster right now. But it, they don't, what they definitely don't want to do is release a bunch of games and they're just shit. Like, like just putting out content is not going to appeal to people if it's not good content, obviously. You'd rather go through a slow year or two even and, 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 and be able to say, well, we've put out some of the best games ever because shit, they need some. They because Halo's not doing it for them, and and I don't know. I, I, Xbox kind of kind of in a bind right now, if you ask me. But but that's that's the only really news I have, unfortunately. There's one more piece of news. There is a Nintendo Switch conference tomorrow. Oh yeah. And uh, I will not be suckered in again. But once more, this is like the tale as old as time. There are credible Mother Three rumors circulating. We will see. Mm. We will see. I could definitely see that. They're definitely going to have to announce some games because what do they have right now? Like Zelda, Splatoon Two, a Mario game supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, they need but they need some titles. I guess the one hap is that they announced the price or the price leaked or I don't know if it was official or not, but the price is two hundred fifty bucks for the Nintendo Switch, which is. Way I, 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 I thought that it was going to be at least three hundred. I will buy it. They won't. I, yeah, and I've also heard rumors that the three DS is kind of. They haven't like necessarily stopped production on it or anything, but like, they're getting a little more scarce, and so it seems like maybe they're trying to prepare for like competing against the three DS and trying to take take over that. The like maybe. like make make this their new handheld basically to surpass the. I think that's the, the vision. 3DS. But yeah, you know, Pokemon Sun and Moon just came out, and I think that's like their well, yeah, biggest 3DS but that's, release, maybe sure, of all time. But, but you know, 
but but I think that they've seen that this this last Christmas is their last time to sell the 3DS. I think is what they're basically saying is like Maybe. they're not saying they're not trying to like but, they're not trying to get this out there, but they're trying to say like they're trying to to if anyone wants a 3DS at this point forward, they should wait for the Switch. Is I think what they're uh, kind of implying. We know that it, it plays all the same games. It might not, but they still might be trying to do that. I don't know. I bet it will. I bet it'll play 3DS games. I hope it does, but it'll be it kind better. of weird how it'll work. But they'll figure it out. They always, they have never not done completely native one generation backward compatibility. They have Nintendo has done that since the Game Boy Advance. They have not broken yeah. that chain once. Like I think, and I feel like, except, the, and I feel I like guess, okay. the 3DS, the the 3DS is, has way more titles that you would want on the on the Switch than the than the Wii U does. Sure, yeah. The 3DS so has I, like way more good games in general than the Wii U. Yeah, um, and and so that that would be the one that you would want to prioritize of like, well, shit, we really pr- should probably get some 3DS games, especially since this, this is going to be a mobile platform. Yes, and the supposedly it cartridges. So it seems like yeah, an obvious I, fit. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. But that's it. We will find out literally tomorrow. We will see tomorrow. And I hope that Mother 3 thing is I still don't understand how $250 console is going to play any modern games. Is Skyrim that... and shit like that. I don't understand that shit. I don't that, That's I, right. I'm... It'll play it'll play Skyrim, not modern games. I still consider Skyrim modern enough that like Fuck no. A $250 console? pretty cheap because you could run skyrim uh, you could run skyrim on like what was the graphics card back then like um i think i ran that on a amd ati they call it at the time 50 70 or something like th- this mobile graphics and like the size of these chips has evolved to the point where i think it's totally doable maybe not yeah. max settings but you don't even have a 1080p display in there so. Some of the rumors flying around is stuff like like Dark Souls titles and stuff like that, which I just the the difference. We'll see. Just think back like six years ago or ten years ago. If you were trying like ten years ago, 1080p was kind of hard to pull off at 60 FPS constantly, right? Yeah, definitely. So, like back then, the difference between 720p and 1080p it was fairly substantial performance wise. Like that hasn't gone away. We've just gotten graphics cards that are so much better that you don't ever have to go down to 720. But when you have a 720 display in this console mobile thing, I think that'll really like give it some overhead to spare for uh yeah, running that kind of thing. Well, I, I we was I was really sh- I was really shocked to see that they released that Zelda footage where it was uh That was funny. It, it was like 20 frames per second pretty consistently in a lot of places and I was like what the hell are they doing and so I really hope that it's not something like that where like they haven't realized how important that shit is um I don't know we'll see that's all we can really say I'm looking forward to seeing that Nintendo Direct Same. thank you for tuning in everybody to Push to Shout Radio WPTS 98.5 episode 98 we'll see you again next week and Mother 3 will be out. It will have dropped. <laughs> that is my guarantee to you. And you'll have finished it. Yeah, there is no way I will be wrong. And thank you. Tune in next week where I will be proven right.
Wow.